We've been talking today about the verdict is in, not guilty. Man, that, those are beautiful words to hear, isn't it? I mean, well, can it you, was to me. Can you picture sitting in a courtroom and someone coming up and saying, look, yes, he's guilty. Yes, he's, you know, done things and whatever. But I'm here to wipe the slate clean. I'm here to say, look, whatever penalty he's supposed to receive, I'll take it for him. Yeah, it was a death penalty. It's a death yeah, penalty. It was, yeah. And Jesus willingly, they didn't take his life. No. He willingly laid his life down because from the before the foundations of the world, they had a plan. That's what it said. The Father, Son, and Holy Ghost had a plan. And it wasn't plan B. And there was no plan <laughs> B. It was plan A all the way. Yeah, amen. And regardless of what you hear out there, maybe uh, there's only one plan. And That's that right. was, for God so loved the world right. that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in him shall have everlasting life. But you know when that everlasting life begins? Right here. It's, you know, many, many believe that when I die, I'll be able to walk streets of gold and do this, that, and the other. It's like, no. Listen to some of our other podcasts because we talk a lot about how you can enter into the heavenly realms here on earth. And we will continue talking about that because we believe through reading the Word of God, reading the Bible, through prayer, through meditation on His Word and meditation on Him. Uh, You've got an amazing, amazing um, time with the Lord that maybe you've never, ever experienced before. But it's amazing, and it's fun. It's not... The joy of the Lord is your strength, and guess what? We need to be joyful people. We don't need to walk around like we've just been sucking on lemons. We need to smile and be joyful and know that God has begun a good work in you, and he's going to complete it. That's enough to make you smile right there. Yeah, and he he begun the good work um, the day that uh, he woke you up. To understand that that he was your savior, uh, hopefully, just about every one of us has had um, some memory of the day that we quote got saved or uh, came into a knowledge of the savior. And uh, when that happened, the resurrection took place inside of you, right then and there. Yep. Um, like we said several times, you know, when Martha was at the tomb of her brother Lazarus, I believe it was Martha. I get Mary and Martha confused sometimes, but I think it was Martha that Jesus said, uh, uh, you know, she said, if you would have come earlier, my brother would have lived. Yes. And he said, well, your brother's going to rise again. And she said, well, I know there's going to be an event, a resurrection time when everybody's going to rise from the dead. And And Jesus said, Martha, the resurrection is not something that's going to take place down the future. Like so many in the church believes that I have to die, then I'm going to be resurrected into the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection. You know, once you come into the knowledge and you receive Christ, 
uh, and you come into the knowledge that, that he is now in you, uh, you have then been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Uh, heaven really is Jesus Christ. Heaven is not a planet with gold streets. Uh, the Lord gave me a poem one time, and, and it, it went like this. Heaven is a place beyond your time and space. It can only be seen through your meditation and my divine grace. And this can only happen as you focus on my face. So keep asking and you'll receive. Keep seeking and you'll find. Because the entrance into heaven will only come through your renewed mind. So keep on persistently knocking. And in knocking you will find all the treasures of heaven as you partake of the wisdom and the knowledge of my mind. So heaven is really Christ. When you're in Christ, you just came into a heavenly realm. You walked out of the realm of time and space, and you walked into the realm of now, Mm -hmm. which is where God's kingdom is. He can see everything from yesterday, today, and forever. It's all available to him now. And so if you want to walk in heavenly places, you know, Jesus prayed, Father, I want your will to be done in earth. He's talking about our earth, our earth as it is in heaven. So the day that Christ rose up inside of you, he took you and translated you into the kingdom of heaven. And you have the right and the authority to walk with him in heavenly places right now. You don't have to think in terms of, well, when I die, I'll see Jesus face to face. Because seeing Jesus face to face is simply your spirit looking at him, his spirit inside of you right now. It's face to face. And we've say th- we say this every broadcast, greater is he that is in you or me, us, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That's what the book says. In, in us. Yeah, right. Not a re- hey, Emmanuel is Christ with, you. with yeah, us. Right, right. And that's great. Right. I love that. But Christ is in you. That's a lot closer than being, if Jim's over here next to me, but he's not in me. Christ is in me. And um, when when you say Jesus, you're you're basically saying that he is your hope of glory. He is your hope. And and we, we, another thing we try to do with kingdom building is to encourage you to grow. You know, line upon line, precept upon precept, glory to glory. He will take you from glory to glory, but there is a responsibility on your part. Ask. If you if you are dating and you don't spend any time with that person, you're probably not going to really get to know them very much. But if you spend a lot of time with that person, you're going to really get to know them. And that's what it takes with a relationship with the Lord is to spend some time. Take some time. And again, we've said it many times, that's meditation, that's on his word and just on him as as being inside of you. Don't don't pray in, in prayer. Don't pray to a mountaintop or a cloud. He he's so close to you that he's your next breath. He's inside of you. And so we talked the first part about um, the thief on the cross and, and the woman caught in adultery and how, you know, Jesus said, you're forgiven. And um, what happened? What, what happened to those two people? It's the same thing that happened to you. You repented. 
and there's there's some bad definitions of repentance That's out true. there. That's true. That's true. You know, all repentance is is to change. start to think differently. Change your mind. Yeah. Change your way, way of, thinking. of thinking. Change yeah. your mind about how you look at Jesus and what he's saying. What happened truly, and it's happening with you, if it hasn't, it will, and it's that you realize, we have realized our true original identity, and that's in Christ. We've realized that. When we see him as he is, we will be like him, the Bible says. So if you're like him, Wow, just just think when when we get that realization and and re, when reality breaks forth inside of us, mm-hmm. where we see him as he is, and we are just like him, what can happen to all the nastiness and stuff that's going on in the world right now? People don't realize, Rich. I don't think much of the church will realize is that one of the main reasons why Jesus came to Earth was to show us that He was the prototype. Right. He was the Our first brother. Yeah, He was the firstborn among many brethren. Is what He said. That's one of the main reasons why He came. I believe the main reason. There's numerous reasons why He came, but the main reason was to reveal the Father's love to His creation. Everyone thinks that, that it was to come and pay the price for our sins. And Jesus came to reveal the great unconditional love that the Father has for us. And I think he revealed it several times throughout the Scriptures by never condemning anybody and by healing everybody. And he came to undo the works of the devil, this demonic way that we have of thinking toward God. And part of that demonic thinking is, oh, God's a God of wrath. You know, he's a, he's an old guy sitting up there with a big sickle, and he's waiting for us to step out of line. Uh, and that, frankly, is false doctrine. It's just not the truth. No. Uh, Jesus came to reveal the Father, and every step he took was a step of love and no condemnation anywhere where he walked. And that's the reason why he came to earth, so he could change and renew our minds as to how we were viewing the Father. Yes. We can't talk about um, the verdict is in, not guilty, talking about judgment and things like that, without talking about Romans 8, 1. I mean, the whole purpose of Romans 8 is to escape from bondage. You know, some of us are have different bondages that maybe we struggle with from time to time. All do. And so what this verse does is help us to get free from the things that are holding us back in our relationship with him. Because it says, there is therefore now, today, this right now, this minute, no condemnation. No guilty verdict. Wow, some people won't like this. No punishment even. For those who are in Christ Jesus, I'm reading now the Amplified, who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. 
Well, then you might say, well, okay, I believe that in my head, but I don't necessarily believe it in my heart. Well, let's go on. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, which is also in you, the law, it's the law of our new beginning. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is the law of our new beginning. Our innocence. And it's set you free from the law of sin and of death. What is the law that we're talking about that's going to set us free? We, we, we told you about it last week, and that is Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. That is the only law you have to abide to. That is the only law. And that's what it's talking about here, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It's the law of our new beginning. And that's, they call it, born-again experience. The old passes away, and behold, all things become new. In um, John, First John three two, this is this is such a beautiful scripture. It's First John three two, chapter three verse two. Beloved, we are God's children right now. However, it is not yet apparent what we will become. You know, He's still working on you. But he's going to complete it. But we do know that when it is finally made visible, we will be just like him. For we will see him as he truly is. I love it in the, um, the J.B. Phillips. It says, Oh, dear children of mine, forgive the affection of an old man. This is John talking towards, you know, when he was on Patmos, probably. I don't know. But it says, have you realized it? Here and now, we are God's children. We don't know what we shall become in the future. We only know that if reality were to break through, Jim, I believe reality is breaking through now more than it ever has in our lifetime. I agree. We're in a special day. I agree. And when reality breaks through, what's going to happen? We will reflect his likeness. For we should see him as he really is. Mm -hmm. And what happens when we see him as he is? We'll be like him. Mm -hmm. We'll be like him. That's love and grace right there in, in operation, manifestation. In Colossians 2.9, For he is the complete fullness of deity living in human form. Talking about Jesus. And our own completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. That's some good stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, when you see me as I am, you'll be just like me. And and I think that that's in increments, Rich. I think that we grow into that. Oh, Um, I agree. You know, I think of the scripture in Genesis where he spoke to Abraham, and he said, whatever you see, 
I will give to you. And I think that's what the Lord is saying to us today. <clears throat> Years ago, the Lord gave me a prayer, a very simple prayer, and he said, I want you to pray this every day. <clears throat> and the prayer was this, Lord, take me into the heavenlies that I can see this new kingdom day that's now dawning in me. And it was like the Lord was saying, I need for you to believe that this salvation experience that you're walking in is a now experience. Stop putting it off to the day you die, because I have come that you might have life. Number one, the Lord really isn't into a whole lot of dying and death, okay? He talked about removing death from the earth, and he said that I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But he said, I want you to pray that I will take you up into the heavenlies so that you can see this new thing that I'm doing in the earth today. It's my kingdom is going to be breaking forth in thee. Because where is the kingdom of God? Many of our brothers and sisters uh, that are at church one hour on Sunday think that the kingdom of God is when I die, I'm going to enter the kingdom of God. And the Lord prayed with his disciples before he left, Father, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And again, the earth that he was talking about is not the terra firma, the trees and the grass out there. He's talking about your earth. You know, man was made from the dust of the earth, okay? And he wants his kingdom to rise up in us. Um, one of the lines in a poem that the Lord gave me was, you've heard it said that we live and we move and we have our being in him. But I would say unto you now, I want to live and move and have my being in you, <laughs> okay? So when you finally step aside and understand your true identity, that you really are a son and a daughter of God right now in this present time, uh, you can then start letting the Lord take over your life and working through you. Um, and that, that's really what this salvation, this new creation is all about. God wants to reveal himself through a human being like he did in his first son, Jesus Christ. Jesus was 100% God. He was also 100% human. And now he's raising up in our temple. And we are, the kingdom of God is inside of us. And God wants to reveal to his creation this God-like people that are walking the earth. Now, we're not big G, don't misunderstand me. We are little G. We are sons and daughters. Out of the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's, that came out of his mouth, that we are sons of God. Paul, even when he was preaching to the Greeks at, at Mars, he says, don't you realize that we're all children of God? Okay, well, so, Jesus was the son of man and the son yes, of God. Yes, exactly. And if we are to be like him... Then guess what? We're not cause, we're not saying that we're equal right. with God. We're saying that we are His kids, mm -hmm. right. and if we're His kids, we're part of Him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, you know, back in the old days, the king, if he had a son, he was being prepped to for, rain, for the to reign, reign on the on yeah. the throne one day. Right. You know, that's what this whole Earth School is all about, Rich. We discussed that several times. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to read this because we're going to kind of end this uh, with a, a slight warning. And this warning is found in, in Colossians 2, 8. Um, Paul's writing, Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you 
in their attempts to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic. That's division, folks. And God does not want division. He's not about division. He's about unity. He's about oneness with him. Uh, oneness for us as brothers and sisters, it's, it's all about oneness. And, and it's, easily, it's easy to get distracted sometime because of what someone has said or whatever, a belief system or whatever. But, you know, God's grace and his love is for unity. He wants us to be one with him and one with each other. Um, and I said it earlier, it's an invitation. His grace and his love is an invitation to enter into his kingdom where there are pleasures evermore. And it's a personal invitation. Yes. It's a, it's a personal invitation. Uh, you know, it's wonderful to fellowship, go to church on Sunday and whatever, but you've got to make sure that you have an intimate and personal relationship with the Lord that way because he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. you got to know the way. <laughs> yes, he is the way, the truth, and the life. And these earthly distractions, you know, are easily before you. Um, you know, you're never going to find... Um, you're never going to find contentment, total contentment with money, fame, status, whatever, which which I was one. I mean, it, at one time or another, we probably all were striving for that. But that's not where contentment is going to come. It's only going to come through him. And the closer you get to God the more the things of this world will grow strangely dim. It's not going to have its hold on you like it did before because you realize your priorities change and you realize how important it is. I mean, when you think about it, Jim, I don't care how old you are, you're not on this earth for very long. I mean, you know... I can tell you, I just had a birthday, and I can't believe I'm the age that I am. I can't believe it. It's gone by so fast. Don't believe it. You've got eternal life. I understand that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just, what oh, yeah. I'm trying to, point I'm trying to make is, look, some of us need to maybe reset our priorities. You know, our priorities may be a little askew. And we may be looking at things and consuming that are consuming us that are, like the Bible says, are temporary. They're temporal. They're not everlasting. And, and I think if we could look back from our last day, looking back, we would probably change our priorities. I know I would. Because nothing is more important than oneness with the Lord, because what happens there is you love others the way you love yourself, and, you know, you're, you're not all caught up with self. You're not all caught up with self. 
And it's easy to get caught up with self. It's easy to become, uh, you know, selfish or whatever you want to call it. It's it's easy to be consumed. Sidetracked. Yeah, it's it's a distraction, yeah. Yeah. like we're saying here. So anyway, do you have a poem or something to yeah, take one, us out of here? Yeah, one thing I want to add, too, is make sure that you're standing in revelation. Make sure that you just don't have a lot of confidence in a lot of the doctrines and the theology uh, that you hear on Sunday morning. A lot of it's good. Don't misunderstand me. But if it was total truth, we wouldn't have 4,000 different denominations. There are 4,000 different denominations out there, from what I understand. And everyone has their version of the truth. And every, every one of them has some truth, okay? But Jesus said, I am the truth. The truth is a person. It's not a doctrine. It's not a theology. It's revelation of him. And the only way you get revelation of him is through meditating on him, spending some quiet time with him, and that way you know that you're receiving the truth. Yeah, I have a quick poem here that I can end with. Okay, the Lord is saying to us right now, I am giving you my glory that you might see the glorious people that I'm calling you to be. I'm giving you my love that you might share to let the world know that I truly do care. And as you share my glory that I have given you, it will bring the world to a place of seeking my glory too. And as the world starts caring and the world starts sharing, it will bring a new heaven and a new earth to bear. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and truly I desire to fill it with all of my love. Okay, we love you and keep listening.